Hi, everybody. Welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. Hey, Chris, that's nice swag. I got some of my own, although the lighting is killing it. That's uh, joined today by the Blue Spirit. My name's Aang. How you doing? Oh, the, the light's killing my hair. Here, let me... Oh, that's a nice hat, yeah. Gotta get better hat lighting in here. Um, welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. This week, we are, are trying to spice things up, add a little controversy, because that's what Chris likes to do. But before we get to mm. that, Chris, how was your week? How you been, other than the current mild illness? My, <laughs> uh, my week has been pretty, pretty good. I got a new bathtub shower thing installed, but I had to, to do the mud drywall work around it myself. Because I got an estimate from somebody, and they said it would be $1,400. I was like, you know what? I can do that myself. And I did it, and I'm done. I primed it and everything. Looks about as well as I thought it would look. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the biggest thing when I do stuff myself. Uh, Heather's like, well, you know, it's not supposed to be... How, what am I thinking here? Like, it's not supposed to be perfect. I was like, yeah, but when I do it, I can get mad at me. When somebody else does it, I just wait till they leave, and then I just grumble about it for a few months, and that makes me happy. Like, those damn contractors didn't do a good job, blah, blah. But if I did it, I feel like I gotta fix it or something. Um, so, uh, I, I'm not handy at all. I hate trying to do stuff myself in my house. I do like electrical. I have an odd affinity for electrical. I don't know why. What? Like uh, changing outlets, uh, oh, okay. adding, adding. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do all that. Yeah, uh, change lighting fixtures. I put in four different ceiling fans since I moved in. Yep, that type of thing. I don't really want to do the finishing yeah. around it, uh, even to the extent of of using the rest of our breaker box. We had uh, had two slots that were unused, and we used it to add a new outlet to the room. Um, so little oh. things like that. Uh, I don't know why. That's about the only palatable thing. So that's unrelated. To really not. Putting in a toilet is like very easy. Uh, I've read, but I don't trust myself. I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Because if something backs up, then the water gets into the ceiling. And then depending on what floor it's on. And then that's going to cause damage. And then... And no, I'll yeah. just get. I'll just pay someone a hundred dollars to install a toilet for me. It's it's not that you couldn't install a toilet. It's just that the room for error before you literally get shit other places is very minimal, I think. But at the other hand, I think if you're doing the whole toilet right, just flush it a few times, get it good and clean, get it emptied out, turn the water off, and then there's really just like two or three bolts kind of underneath it. And then you just got to put like that new waxy. So if you're like doing the whole toilet, oh no, it's if it's you're not replacing that hard. It's the whole simple. toilet, it's probably not that bad. Yeah, that's I would say if you're putting really a new not. one in that doesn't like fit, or you're moving it or something, I bet that sucks. No, I mean just replace it. I just don't trust myself to replace it, even though it seems very easy. Man, I think it's forward. just a couple of screws and that uh, bolts and uh, with wing nuts and that oh, like yeah. wax that wax ring. I think you uh-huh. could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust myself. I get it. I know it. I know the steps. I've watched videos of it. Nah, it's a shitty I'm situation. Just, I'm, it's like I'm not paying idea. for people to. Other I'm not puns. paying for people to install it. I'm paying for the insurance that it's going to be. Well, you're paying for the peace of mind. Is really what you're paying yes. for. 
Um, Chris, the print, Dragon Prince new season you told me dropped today. So what's today? Thursday, <laughs> November. Is it the third or the fourth? Right now. Oh, no. I feel like it's the fourth right now. Is that true? Oh, dang it, my dad's oh, it's the third. Yeah, up. so Dragon Prince dropped today, November 3rd. Um, and I haven't finished watching like any of the other shows. That's not true. I finished the House of the Dragon that was available and the Rings of Power that was available. I haven't, I haven't finished it. Uh, I'd say I had kind of the same-ish opinion on both of them, which is like, that's fine, but... I'd, I love House of the Dragon. That was great. Man, you and I just have different... Like, you love that drama. I don't even like the HBO drama formula at all anymore. I'm... I'm the thing is, is that I am, like... I sometimes don't like it because I don't, I don't feel like feeling uh, anxiety right now. And that yeah. show... No show has ever given me that much anxiety than House of the Dragon. I... I just... Yeah, I'm going to refer to it as, like, the HBO drama formula, and it's just not something I've ever really enjoyed. Like, in all the parts of House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones that I do legitimately enjoy and will watch it for, uh, none of them are that. But that's fine. It's obviously it's extremely popular. The production value is amazing. I would say in both shows. I thought Ring of Power is a very attractive-looking and sounding show, in my opinion. Um, I'll just be honest. I tried to finish this unrelated, really, well, it's kind of related. I tried really hard to finish Stranger Things the other day when I was, like, at a work-from-home day where I had no meetings. It's like, I've, I've got, like, four episodes left. I need to go do that. I hate season four. I don't mm. really like teenage drama any more than I do HBO drama. And most of season four is just, like, teenagers being teenagers, and I don't, I don't yeah. need that in my life either. So I I really know liked it, but but I look back on it. I'm like, man, that's a terrible story plot. That's a terrible story plot. Like like the whole Hopper thing in Russia. Hopper somehow just I been dead. Just let let him die. It was a great ending to the season. Yeah, you just was, cheapened it. Uh, yeah, it's good. And, and then, then the stuff with Mike, that storyline. Yeah, I felt was. Right. There's something wrong with it that I didn't like, but I don't remember exactly. So really, just like the girl, I only cared about plot, like the one storyline. The girl's plot to like visit the person in the asylum. Uh, I hope that's a correct word. I, I apologize if it's not. They're like plot to visit, and then he like lets them in, and then he goes and calls the police. Like, what? <laughs> what do you do? But I will clarify. I have. I I don't like it at all. I will still watch season. I don't not like it to the extent that when the next season comes out that I just won't watch it at all. It's just going to dampen my excitement. That's all. So, all right. Uh, so, changing gears completely here. But So, I bought this mask, right? I bought it from Spencer's. Interesting. I go to Spencer's sometimes because they sell... Yeah, besides the back of the store, they sell pretty normal stuff. Yeah, they sell t-shirts and stuff. T-shirts for days. But I bought two masks. But only one mask came. So I had to call their, like, hotline. <laughs> and my voice was worse than this. And then, and then, like, they had, like, a, like, dial something for, like, this certain product line. Like, this is so weird. 
I despise automated telephone menus uh, more than I despise Stranger Things Season 4. <laughs> Uh, the Spencer's hotline, though, made you miss the fun of going into Spencer's. That's crazy. Um, Chris, let's let's talk about the episode at hand. It's a spicy one, I think. But we should first. But, one minute. Uh, our, our our alma maters are playing against each other tonight, or they already did. They did. I don't know who won it. Because uh, well, one thing, I'm pretty sure KU won. KU won. There was a point. Where Pitt State was up twenty-one to six, and then yeah. and then yeah. uh, and then KU's like, hey, like hey, you know please. which you know which goals are right. It's like, hey, we're like, guys, we got to stop doing our best impression of the Lakers, and we got to like actually try to win this game. And then it was from there. It was like uh, it was a very big differential from that point, but. Um, uh. No offense, like you know what? Some offense, Lakers. The Lakers are so bad that every time they win a game, it's literally a headline on ESPN on the front page of ESPN. It'll be like Lakers three from former grocery store clerk wins game. It's like that's their second win. Is that a headline? It's not a headline. You know what? This NBA season's weird. You told Jazz are winning games for some reason. I don't understand like, are you that. To be tanking. The Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. look. Really, like, really good, which I do understand, yeah. but I don't care for particularly. The Warriors has lost four straight. They're down, like, I think, 200 500. Kyrie uh, is insane. The Nets are going to hire the suspended Celtics coach. Like, it's a weird year. Yeah, yeah. What the? <laughs> oh, and they just suspended Kyrie Irving, like, indefinitely. Which. I'm not saying he deserves it for this specifically. Like, I don't. I don't know that the punishment. I don't know how you punish his his current behaviors appropriately, but man, Kyrie, I would just say Kyrie Irving's a lot to deal with. So just try your best. One of those fake woke people that I. I think he needs help personally, but I don't want to also like like he's got problems. I don't want to be that guy either. I don't, I, think, I, don't, I don't think he needs. I don't think he needs. I just think he needs a little education. Like Kanye West needs help. That's fair. Uh, yeah, help. that's fair. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I probably went too too extreme there. I will say it's just funny. It's like, listen, the Nets like call the Celtics up. Hey, you know how you're not using your coach? They're like, oh, that guy that broke like pretty serious team rules, and they're like, yeah, he'll be our he'll just be our third issue. Can we listen? He's suspended behind for you. behind Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. You know what? Uh, a coach who's uh, shady. Let's not the biggest yeah, why not, man. Yeah. Maybe Kevin maybe okay. Kevin Durant will start committing crimes just to fit in. You know, who knows? Let's see what happens. Um poor All right, Kevin, have a talk poor Kevin Durant. Oh god. <laughs> poor guy. Anyway, he knew what was happening. He tried to get out, man. He tried. He tried, yeah. He's... He knew what was up. Let's talk Avatar, Chris, but I, before we get real crazy, I just want to say something very important. And that is that, the first thing you told me also, the flip side of this episode does exist, and it will happen sometime. And that's probably the most important thing you take away from this episode. No, there's no flip side. This There's is no, for the this is core it. fans. I just threw a sock at like, a wall. This is serious. Begin, it's for LK fans. It's like they begin cracked on, who wants some defense for the legend of core, and why it might... It, Five things it does better than Avatar Last Airbender. 
And yeah, there there will um, there will there, be. I uh, think it's very important that you take away from yeah. this that there is a flip side, and you can go ahead and let your imagination start filling in the gaps. And I think that's important, uh, Chris. We will do a, we will do the second parter of, of this, which is the things that Avatar does better. Voyage of Court, and you know what? We're uh, we're we're fair over here. We're objective, if you will. Half of us are objective; the other half of us just talk a lot. Chris, I'm gonna tee these up we've got three honorable mentions that i'm just going to put together in a chunk for you and then we've got a top five that sound all right cool all right so the honorable mentions were oh we should say that these were that these were mine oh these are my selections and con can agree and disagree with them as he wants uh chris as i look through these i i have to say that my my arguments are pretty boring you know we'll get to it when we get to it it's pretty repetitive uh, okay. But overall, I really like your list. I think you did a, a great job. These are Chris's ideas, so I'm going to tee him up, and he's going to drop the mic. Chris, the honorable mentions, there's three of them here that I'll let you lump in a group. Higher stakes, score, the score, and the voice acting, by which I took to mean like the quality of the voice acting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, higher stakes, um, you know, whether it's... Or losing her, the stakes are high. Like the world, both of them are like really high stakes. Uh, but a little bit more personal stakes, especially with Cora, like losing her bending, uh, being paralyzed, things like that. And then you have just those high, high stakes, which some could view as a negative, and I think that's a valid conversation there. Like with like. Unalak, Unavatu, and stuff. If people don't like that, I think that's a, like I said, a fine uh, disagreement there. Um, I think I think there's just more I don't know, personal stakes, which to me is higher stakes. I think the score is more dynamic. I agree with that one. The voice acting, I would say partially, it's due to they're just. I think they're just older voice actors, right? They're more see- so exactly. Yeah, that is. That is pretty much why. That's, like, and that's fine. It I mean, still makes it a truth, I think. It's still an accurate statement. Uh, yeah. And then the higher stakes, uh, I think you hit the important point, which there's there's always going to be weirdos like me, where higher stakes does not equate to better television, but it does put stakes on the table better, more of them one per season, as opposed to kind of one big set. Uh, so I would say I don't really have any qualms whatsoever there. I will just speak up for the people who... The, the people who don't like that Marvel like has always got the whole save the whole universe thing. Like sometimes we just want Batman to save Gotham, you know, uh, it does not equate to better television, but they do do stakes better. Generally speaking, I'm okay with that. Um, you ready to go to number five. Numero. Numero cinco. cinco uh, oh my gosh. Chris. Hey, <laughs> we got to finish so you can go to Batman. I heard you say I'm tired, which I've heard you say like five times ever in the history of this podcast. Uh, number five is age diversity. Ooh, yeah, age diversity. So Avatar is like when I say Avatar, I'm referring to Avatar. I've ever been there. I say core, I'm referring to the all of Legend Core in this aspect. Avatar has like ten to fifteen year olds, then eighty year olds. And those are like, it won't really, only like one 80 year old really matters. Uh, 
There's one 40-year-old man in the show, and he's the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, While Legend of Korra has, like, five to 60. And, like, and there's gradual gaps in it, right? You got Milo, who's a really good fighter. Korra, our main characters in Team Avatar are about 17, 18-year-olds. But you have Lin Bei Fong. You have Tenzin. Uh, you have, you know, more, uh, her sister, the villains are varied, uh, ages, Actually, they all seem like they're, like, 35, 40-year-old ages, probably, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there, but, and then you have really old, uh, old people, you know, whether it's Zuko or Toph, um, so just a little more age diversity, which I think is, uh, really good to see, you know, where these people are at in their lives, and things that, how they balance uh, certain aspects, but I'll get more into that possibly later. For the key, I mean, if you if you nitpick in Avatar, yeah, you can go find different people at different ages, but in Avatar, the vast majority of the voices that you hear, the ones you actually like interact with on the television, is of a very narrow age group, and I will agree that it benefits Korra, and I don't, I don't. I think the only argument you could go against that is just there again maybe it's like a like target age range of the show like well it doesn't have to because or something like but i think that's a very fair statement and i agree with it wholeheartedly uh yeah i mean you also get uh i'm sorry you also get characters dealing with different yeah i might have mentioned this different different things but just different like jobs and responsibilities and roles like in an age does something to you, right? You know, just that experience of having no experience and having a lot of experience and being completely young and fresh. Uh, just interesting concepts, I think. They they just get explored more with, the, again, the characters that we interact with the most regularly on screen, especially. Uh, Chris, number four, you put more thrilling pace. More thrilling pace, yes. So... This is hard because this 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 would be things a lot of these things could be a plus or a minus to you depending on your preference. Now I love the Avatar. You can watch pretty much an episode, be like, all right, that was a very self-contained episode. But when it comes to like editing and, and pacing or something, Legend of Korra, I think, does it so well. You know, a lot of different aspects like. I have to watch a lot of the next episodes, especially like season three. How much you get past about episode? I don't know. Seven? I want to say seven. Uh, it's like, all right, I got to watch. I, I just got to keep watching right from there. Uh, I think I watched one, when we were covering those. I think I watched seven through the end. Like, <laughs> like I watched seven through the end. Then I watched nine through the end. Then I watched 11, 12, whatever there is. Like I did it like three or yeah. four times. Yeah, there is something about that thrilling pace of television. Uh, season one does it also. Season four doesn't really do it. Season four is it's a little more choppy. Uh, season two, I think, does it after beginnings. Yeah, after beginnings, like it's like midway. Um, but there's there's just something really fun about a really fast pace movie at a good. 
how it really pays to really keep you uh, sensitive and, and paying attention. But currently, I'm watching Naruto, which has been really good watch. Uh, which also, I've also learned the previous conversation that we had about death and stuff. But uh, right, right now, I'm at a point where I'm like, oh yeah, I just want to watch the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. And like, there's something really entertaining about that that you get really hooked. I really should hook Um, I think the the only argument I have in opposition, I would say in general, I agree. And in general, if people step back, if they if they, you know, ESPN does that thing where it's like, all right, we're going to show you player A and player B, but we're not going to tell you which is which. If they just yeah. showed you these two things, they would be like the B, which in this case is core, like represents a more modern type of television show where you're meant to binge a whole season for example you're meant to grab that 10 episode storyline or whatever so i think if most people really like looked at it objectively they would agree i will still have a slight argument in favor of i love that avatar the last airbender does i mean it does take its time and there is filler and there's no denying that but to like take takes a, a big chunk of time to tell one really big story i don't feel like we get that very often, or at least I can't think of other good examples because every television show is always looking for like the hook for the yeah. next season. I miss that. Uh-huh. Um, th- again, that doesn't equate to better television. It's something I don't think I can't think of other good examples of. Yeah, that's that's very, uh, very fair. And the thing is, is that this will sound dumb or contradictory, but when we get to doing the things that Alpha does better. There might be things that are somewhat the opposite of 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 this list. Yeah, and that's that's possibly going to be one of like in one. Yeah, you get this sort of modern bingey that the pace is the pace is undeniably faster. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, seeing that other side is is nice and charming. And if you have other good examples, you got to hit me up with those because it's nice to have a self-contained. You know, this is the whole story and. It's all there was to it, and is all there ever was meant to be, and I like that. So, uh, great point. I don't know why I set my phone down and turned it off, so I couldn't see your point. Number three. This one might be my most contentious one, Chris. You have action and animation. Action, I agree with. Animation, I don't know. So, I think think without a doubt the animation improved. But, so, this is one of those things that is because of Avatar that like, it's a direct correlation because Avatar's animation was so good mm-hmm. because they learned like alright we can do this and we can do this we can do this we can do this better here they got better in Legend of Korra and the animation is just so much crisper um, pretty much every season even season 2 that has uh, book 2 of Legend of Korra that has the worst animation of the seasons I think this animation is still better for the most part I'm sorry, people. Then I will tell you last hair better. Um, but they're just, they just got, it just, the, it's like it became more vibrant. Oh, see, that's the one thing that I more, was going to argue opposite. I think it feels less vibrant. I think the colors on screen. Really? But, so, there is, there is a, uh, there's a, yes, uh, there's a theory, or I'm, I'm screwing up the name for it. A phenomenon where these things like the rose colored glasses essentially is what I'm going to call it, but it's like a phenomenon for like when you look and have these memories and they have this sort of like bright extra vibrance to them. But then you realize like, no, we were watching those in SD. They really didn't. But 
Um, but something about <laughs> yeah, just that's, like that's... the color palette of Avatar The Last Airbender and the things we were seeing always felt so much vibrant. Whereas in Legend of Korra, sometimes I feel like it's it's going for slightly more realistic sort of tones and things that I don't necessarily care for. So there again, it could be better. But this is the one where it's like, no, if I visually, I just want to watch Avatar more. Action, I'd say, is easy. Legend of Korra, there's a higher rate or like a higher, a heavier proportion uh, of action in yeah. Korra. Yep. And um, I think there's a lot of fight scenes. When it comes, let, let me go back to animation. Um, I think like the backgrounds in Legend of Korra, like, some of the backgrounds are just absolutely beautiful. And, and listen to commentary, Mike and Brian, well, mostly Brian because he's the art guy, they talk a lot about the backgrounds. They're like, yeah, we had painted these backgrounds and stuff. And like, it's something they did that was so. If you just look at the backgrounds, and I, this is like getting probably too like pretentious, nerdy type of idea. Like, oh, Sean, if you look at the backgrounds, they're really amazing. Um, but they're just there's it's a really beautiful stuff. Um, and again, it's a lot to me. It's a lot crisper. Uh, there was interesting. You were talking about color tone. Nothing. So season one. Book one of Avatar, pretty much is all in blues, mostly in blues and and stuff like that. So maybe that's a little duller. Season two, it's like, uh, what, what is that? Sienna? Uh, kind of. <laughs> not Sienna. That's not what I'm. But it's like you know, it follows Earth Kingdom type of stuff. Brands, uh, and then season. Yeah, and then season three is more you know red shoes. Chris. Um, what it reminds me of is like this is probably a stupid analogy, but I'm gonna go with it anyway. It would be like if you were an N64 kid during that era, during the late '90s, and then yeah. in the 2000s, PS2 came out, and you needed that DVD player, like my family did, and so you convinced your mom it was important. But then the games at the time we were stoked, but in hindsight, like because they were going for like an extra layer of sort of depth and detail, like it, I mean, it just, it loses some of its vibrance, some of its, like some of its, its brilliance or some of its crisp simplicity, like a good cell shaded thing versus something trying to be a little more realistic. I keep saying realistic core is not trying to be realistic. It's just trying to have more deal detail packed in there. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's more detailed. Um, definitely. Um, but I, I'm gonna do hard disagree that it's like the, to me the backgrounds are really like I'm thinking of see like in Cora alone and she's walking you see her walking across like the world and like those are just such, such beautiful shots um, uh, stuff in Spirit World was really good. The Spirit like, uh, World is some of my favorite because you get more of it and you get more detail in it in Cora than you ever do. Uh, tons more in yeah, Avatar, yeah. so that's one of my oh, favorite you know differences. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, um, and then, and then also technology wise, yeah, Core is a freaking HD. Like yeah. that, <laughs> it does play different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That so it's almost like it's almost impossible to argue against it. And I do completely understand. I think it's fair that's there, but there's just something in my eyeballs. 
and it's probably just that nostalgia and that's fine like that's part of why i watch the show is nostalgia is that that just wants to see that bright kind of flat bright crisp uh avatar original avatar just like i want to play dragon quest 8 instead of like final fantasy i want the nice nice to me it might just be it might just be a terror because to me the difference this is simplifying it, but like I just said, it's like watching something and to me it's like Avatar is like watching something in seven eighty P and Legend of Korra to me it's like watching something in almost four K. Well to me it's that big of a difference. Well it's probably you're probably looking essentially seven twenty P for Korra, but then you're looking at like two forty P probably yeah, for Avatar. Yeah. So yeah, it's like roughly the same proportion. Yeah, um, I couldn't even fathom I wasn't counting pixels before 720, Sean. So I wasn't... <laughs> uh, one of my favorite random pieces of comedy... Uh, favorite random pieces of comedy ever is, like, I was watching David Letterman, like, like a couple of months after the, the all broadcasting was forced to switch to HD, and then you had to, like, throw your old antennas away and stuff. And Dave just made a joke. He's like, yeah, you know, this new HD is great. Like, look at how clear I am and everything. He's like, you probably don't remember because you're used to it already. But, I mean, you don't even remember how bad SD looked. It used to look like this. And then he turned just this, like, blurry, drunk vision of the whole screen for a second. <laughs> and that was the first time I ever thought about it. So you're like, you know, we didn't notice at the time. But now I pretty well noticed. But, no, uh, inevitable quality uptick. I just, there's something in my brain that wants that simplicity. Oh, and then when it when it comes to action, I think there's more better action scenes in the Legend of Korra than than uh, Avatar. Avatar has some great ones, and a lot of them are more story driven. I'm just thinking about like boom, boom action. I'm gonna give it the Legend of Korra. I mean, you have um, a fight between her and Zaheer. I think is actually like better choreographed and more visually interesting than than the fight. I think visually than the fight with uh, Aang and Ozai. That to me, the Aang and Ozai stuff is is I think it's really amazing. The best fight between any of the shows is probably the final Agni Kai between Zuko and Azula. Uh, even that one's not like a well. Like boom, boom, boom. That's a very dramatic action yeah. thing, but it's not like a the motion isn't what's catching my eye. Well, the motion isn't what's entertaining me necessarily. It's a story with it. And then you got like, the Suyin versus Lin Bei Fong fight. Like the way they shot it, the way they did the like the pencil drawings on that. It's just to me, it was another level than what they had with uh, Avatar. Um, Chris, number two, realistic and relatable characters. Yeah, this is definitely one of the biggest differences for me that really put Legend of Korra, one of the things that makes Legend of Korra, one of the things is, I don't want to say it's better. Anyway, you guys get what I'm saying. Realistic characters, I think to me, was almost like two goody tissues. It was too perfect in Avatar you know, as Joker says, brings him down to our level, right? Like, like he was more rounded as a character, which is why 
I would never complain about people calling A. Well, I complain about people calling A a bad father because I want to disagree with that sentiment. I, I hate when people say, like, oh, they ruined his character. Like, no, they made him more realistic. People aren't perfect. Your parents aren't perfect. Like, you have the best Avatar dad in the world. He's not going to be perfect because he has his own responsibilities, his biases, his own imperfections. And that made him real, made him a tangible character. Toph. She was not the best mom. That made her so much more of an interesting character. Gora goes through like more realistic things, having to deal with a setback, like each season having to work through it. That's like a more realistic, tangible story. Tenzin dealing with the weight of living up to the legacy of his father. Marco Bolin, how they live on the street. I don't know. Just all different types of things to me. This before has created more real characters that are more easily relatable. Um, I think that what you have stated is is a verifiable fact. I do think this one more than the other four is a place where I will argue that I do not feel that that relatability or realism is is uh, necessarily correlated to more enjoyable television higher production value sure uh you know if you you chris you're really into into character stories that's great um i would argue that 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 like again i and i I don't think i'm alone here being more realistic doesn't uh, doesn't always mean that much to me but does it in a nutshell in Legend of Korra, like, is it a much better job of doing it? Oh, hey, Charlie. Absolutely. Hands down. And most people yeah. probably do appreciate that or would if they would kind of, there again, if they kind of take their blinders off. I do think most people would appreciate that level of effort and improved storytelling. Yeah. I think we've had, like, a little bit of this conversation before, like, right. especially Absolutely. between, like, Aang's story and Korra's story, how much adversity Korra has to go through that feels. Like, it, like Aang's, all, Aang's whole people has been killed and wiped out. But that doesn't feel like it's weighing down on him. Korra loses three of her bidding, and she like, I'm not myself. Like, who am I? Like, <laughs> which is a normal feeling. If your whole life, you're able to do these things, and then those things define you, when someone takes that away from you, you're going to feel a certain way about it. That's very real. Um... But, you know, when it comes to, like, some people might want to watch TV shows that have escapism. That's great. I mean, that's, so, me in a, that's my whole taste in a yeah. nutshell. And I don't know that it's 50-50 or which side would be, like, minority or majority. Uh, but that doesn't, I, I will say again, that doesn't deflate the argument that there's a much better, more detailed job of building these characters in a realistic, relatable way. It's very noticeable. But I do, like I said, I think this one more than the other four you have listed it probably impacts like preference probably impacts how much you care i think more than yeah. other ones chris number one numero uno villains chris i'm gonna lead this one i'm just gonna say that was easy it was a great choice it was right at the top i i would be upset if anybody put up a real 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 big fight because i don't oof it's a good number one. It's a clear number one in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
There's more of them. <laughs> Most of them are better. They're they're all more present in their seasons, right? Uh, it's like I can nitpick and be like, all right, well, maybe the worst villains in Korra aren't as good as, uh, or you know, aren't as good as Ozai or whatever. But even like, man, once you get past Ozai. Well, Unless so, you're just a ooh, huge, got, huge fan of Azula, which I'm not. I will maintain that Azula is sort of overdone, overbaked. Yeah, I love, I love Azula. I really do. Man, I think do I just like completely clear my throat there? Uh, <laughs> like, do, I, I don't know. know sound pretty rough. <laughs> I still sound rough. I think. So. I think I sound. I think I sound better than I did just a second ago. Okay. Anyway, if you feel better, Chris, that's what's more important to me feel better um so to me right when we talk about villains there's only one good villain i think in avatar like that's i'm like oh yeah that's a really good villain and that's azula to me like I... zuko was antagonistic but he he's not even a villain and like halfway through the show you're waiting for him to join team avatar uh zhao was it's a, also the type of show was, i think a third of the way for them through the show. Like, maybe even as soon as you meet Iroh, you probably have a decent, like, all right, this is going to flip at some point. Yeah. That guy's not a big. I couldn't see Iroh punching Aang in the face. Like, yeah. That was never going to happen. Um, uh, so Zhao, Zhao was. Zhao, Zhao was present more, but a, he wasn't a good villain. Like, he was just a jerk yeah, me, who got promoted a lot. Yeah. <laughs> To me, Zhao served the purpose of being a foil, not to Aang, but to Zuko. Yeah. So that didn't make him the greatest villain. And he wasn't that great uh, of a villain. He was just... I mean, yeah. he did a job. Yeah. And then you have Azula, which I think is an amazing villain. And then you have Ozai, who is like... He is the goal. He is the, he is the obstacle in a way. And that's all he is. He's a one-dimensional obstacle to overcome his his presence needed to be felt he could have been a a, a fine villain uh i would say azula i i'm a, like on a four and a five on azula a two and a five on Zhao. uh ozai's presence needed to be felt like a little harder a little more throughout the season i don't know how you do that it just like it, it that's i don't know that's what he needed to be a good villain uh, or a better yeah. villain, but um, Corey, you just get lots of that villain presence the whole time, every season. Yeah, like um, you start off season one with Amon. He's probably is, my second yeah. favorite individual villain um, of Korra and Ergo, probably of the whole series. I guess technically, Amon is great. Yeah, Amon's yeah. great, love him. And you get and to like, meet him in what episode three, two? In, in episode end of one? two. End of one or end of two? What up? Really early, you two. meet him in person. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and the thing about core villains is that they all have maybe seven Uh They all have a really good reason. You just don't agree with their methods. Uh, they all have kind of good motives or engaging motives. Uh, and even, I listen, I don't like book two uh, of Korra. I love book two. Much I love all. book two. 
adult, but even what's-his-name is a very engaging villain. You're talking about a family member doing some dark art stuff who became yeah. a dark avatar. Yeah. That's pretty, like, that's the, he is probably the best part of season two for me, personally, is him as a villain. I would yeah, so when I think about, when I think about what formula makes a good villain, uh, you think about power, threat, threat level, power threat level, and then you think about their intentions and, and their motives. You think about their motives. And then you also think about their characteristics slash dialogue. I feel like Azula has like two out of those three, pretty much. Pretty much three. And then like three of the Legend of Korra villains has like all three. Uh, like they're all major huge threats. Maybe, oh, uh, yeah, they're all major huge threats. They all have pretty good dialogue. In characteristics, except for Unlock. Mm. Unlock, uh, but he's got a different, like his different origin. Even kind of excuses that, like he. Yeah, and also he's also he's like the biggest threat there is ever. All, in the show, like, he becomes the dark the, avatar. So I'm I'm gonna throw in into your formula, like if we're cooking up a formula. Yeah. I don't know if I want to say like presence or proximity. It's not that I want them in every episode, but I want to. Feel their presence every episode, like a like a good okay, video yeah. game. And in, if you're in a level where even if you don't know who the boss is, to get the end, there's like the big reveal. But like you feel the presence of a boss over a level, or you know, I I want to I want to feel that the whole way through. And there's a lot of Avatar where you where you really don't. You might feel the villain of the day more than anything. And sometimes it's George Takai, which you know. <laughs> Uh, no, Chris, I thought this is a, a was a great a, a great top pick, an easy top pick. Not that literally everybody will agree, but it felt very uh, like consensus caliber of a top pick. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing about Avatar that's any better than Korra. End of the show. See you later. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm an Avatar defender. No, we... we I, love, I love both shows. Pretty equally, honestly. I know that's hard for people to grasp, maybe, but the show that I love most is probably the one I just recently watched, and that's that weird. changes depending on what I recently watched. I uh, mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to come down to preference. Chris, one of the things I appreciate about us is we watch TV and things for very, very different reasons. I think that's good. Um, hopefully that. I'm, I can have like the clarity of mind to still debate certain caliber, certain detail, certain effort of such things, even while knowing in my heart of hearts, like, yeah, you know what? When I put Avatar The Last Airbender on screen and I see Aang's bright colored outfit, I just instantly get happy and that's visually what I want to see or whatever. Hopefully I can separate those two, those two things. But uh, final thoughts. Things Legend of Korra did better than Avatar. Let's hear the comments. Spice the comments up this week. Be interested to hear your your reactions to our picks or your alternate picks. Uh, if you have flip side picks, you know, comment whatever you want, absolutely. But before you post that flip side pick, just remember we'll probably do another episode within the next few months or so. Chris, yep, I have this one on the have this one on the dock for a while. This will be uh, a good sure. one. You know, we got holidays coming up, and we need kind of easy to prep self-contained things so i'm sure it'll come up 
sooner than we know. But hey, next two weeks, we got something pretty fun for you all, I think. I mean, I think they're all fun, uh, but something extra fun for you in the next two weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. My name's Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. Keep your eyes peeled is a weird thing. Eyes peeled. Chris, you got like... (laughs) You got an eye book down there? Um... Do you, I had like when I was, I I don't know if it's the same illness I was sick last week. It was like a sharp pain. It felt like something was poking the inside of my eye, like a very acute, sharp pinpoint pain in my eye. And for a while, I was like, those babies give me pink eye or what? I don't know. Uh, they did not. It wasn't that, but it was weird. And I did not like that feeling. But that's a random aside. That's a weird way to end the show. Hey, tune in next you week. You <laughs> Tune in next week, and thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next time. Adios, muchachos. And that actually sounded that that extra gravel sounded really good when you said, "Do something with Batman. Give me a Batman something." I'm Batman. No, I can, oh, I can do it. Yeah, you know, you're right. What about Bane? Yeah. You got the stuffy nose. You play up some Bane. I don't know. I oh man, I thought it would really help.